0: good evening everyone welcome to our latest updates on the russell brand story which is evolving by the second we've got a huge friend of the channel has returned andrew gold link to his youtube is at the top of the description box please subscribe he's rising to almost a quarter million subs right now so let's help him get there and in the past few few days we've both been interviewing a past of characters with expertise or legal expertise. Um, some kind of expertise on the Russell brand story. And I think our opinions have evolved and our knowledge has evolved. So we're going to discuss what we've learned, where we stand now, and latest news stories. So I am fascinated and thanks for coming on, Andrew. I'm fascinated to hear what you've learned in the past couple of days because you've had some different guests from me and I'm sure they've told you other stuff.
1: I've learned that people are very angry. That's that's a, that's a start um, on both sides of things. And I think this is a really integral, maybe it's an integral moment in YouTube because you've got two competing sides and I think it would be a bit basic to call them the right and the left or whatever, but you've definitely got two sides and one is Believe Russell and the other is Believe the Accusers. And when you're a presenter, I don't think people understand this sometimes. I know most people do. But we're sitting there watching it in real time. I mean, when the Russell Brand news came out, I was in the bath. I like a a nice late-night bath. And I I suddenly saw on my phone that Russell Brand was the name. We knew there was going to be a name. And I knew because Russell had put a video up uh, saying it's it's me that they're going to be doing a thing about. So I ran did this thing on YouTube, right? And the funny thing was on YouTube, I had all people down the side going, oh, you know, he didn't do any of this. It's all a, it's all conspiracy and this and that. And I have some sympathy with those ideas. I'm not closed-minded to those thoughts. So I was sort of going, well, it could well be that. I know that a lot of the uh, mainstream media have interest in taking him down. Big Pharma, you know, these people have interest in taking him down as well. The TV channels, they're dying. They're just, you know, and Russell Brand's getting so many more views than them. There are so many people who... So I was just saying some of this stuff while also saying, but, you know, it's a lot of different women, who have all come forward. Their stories are corroborated in many respects with regards to things like his eyes being dark and stuff like that. So I just tried to show both parts, but you know on YouTube, you can't do that. And you can't do that in the media. So anyway, on YouTube, I ended up with basically everyone saying that I was being too nice to the women who'd come forward uh, and all that. But then on my audio podcast, which for some reason, I don't know why it would be, has a slightly different slant. I was absolutely crucified for... Uh, by people saying, oh, you don't believe the women, do you? And all that. So both sides, and I'm talking about hate mail. I'm talking angry, crazy stuff, capital letters. And all I can think is, when I watch TV, I probably disagree with 90% of what they're saying. And I I don't feel any rage. I just think, oh, that person thinks a different thing to me. I I don't know why that's such a big thing. How have you been finding it, Sean?
0: It's gone absolutely mental, Andrew. I've been getting... (laughs) Emails, frets, trolled, people who work with me have been getting emails saying, how can you work with this guy? He's clearly a misogynist. And it's like you're not allowed to have an opinion because if you do have an opinion, then anyone who doesn't agree with you labels you something. So I'd just like to clarify <laughs> before we proceed here mm-hmm. what my opinion is. These allegations are disgusting, disgusting, horrible monstrous and this channel has interviewed many survivors and we campaign for these monsters to get longer sentences. No problem with that. If these allegations are true then Russell Brand has got nothing coming but we cannot determine that until this is ascertained in a court of law when both sides have presented their evidence and it's been fully processed by the legal system. What we've seen right now, trial by media, we've seen the prosecution side of it, the tabloid side of it come out. But we've not heard what Russell is going to say to rebut it. I am suspicious about the very entities that Andrew mentioned at the beginning of this live. They are vested interests who would like to see him wiped off the face of the earth because he is i love competitor. watching you be careful <laughs> <laughs> he is the competitor he is exposing the military industrial complex which is, involves trillions of dollars big pharma and all of these other corporate elite corrupt uh, organizations and companies so there is a vested interest to tie and take him down there may be a bigger picture I'm suspecting there's a bigger picture. Irrespective of whether it is innocent or guilty, I have the opinion that there is something strange going on here and and it it reeks of um, a way to eliminate him off the internet. I'm not saying the women are making this up. I'm saying it needs to be fully processed in a court of law. And if he is found guilty of these crimes, then my viewpoint will change drastically because I have been a huge follower of him over the years i've read his books i've been to his shows i've watched his videos and it, 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 it's going to be heartbreaking for me if it does come down like that over to yeah. andrew
1: well i would just say that i mean to see sean talk so carefully and i've been talking so carefully and we're two people who have fostered quite large YouTube subscriber bases by speaking our minds and not having to be careful. And Sean and I always complain about YouTube censorship, and it is insane. Uh, I've just come from locals, Sean has a locals as well, where y- you know we have to have those just so we can like say the F word or something ridiculous. So we know that cens- censorship is bad, and we know that like you guys in the chat hate that. We know you hate the censorship, but part of the reason that Sean and I, or I speak for myself, really. I don't, I don't want to speak for Sean in this, but part of the reason I have to be careful and I'm censoring myself to an extent and wondering with everything I say, is it the wrong thing, is some of the viewers. And I know that 99% of you are quite open and relaxed and just happy to hear different opinions and things. Uh, but there is 1% and even 0.1%. I mean, Sean's got 700 or 800,000 subscribers. So 0.1% of that is someone do the maths Uh It's still 700 people. If each of them sends five messages, he's getting thousands of messages every day that are hate-filled from both sides. And I'm getting them from both sides. And I would just say to people who have that kind of reaction, try not to think the worst of everything we're saying. Um, And it's a really hard one. Um, One thing I would say is... You know, trial by media, as you mentioned, that's become a buzzword that a lot of people are saying. And it, you know, there's, there's a lot of you know, we we do have to be careful about a trial by media. Of course, we do. We don't want a, a frenzy and a circus and people spreading things and not having lawyers actually look at things properly. But I would also say that the media, including me and Sean, who we are the media, we're the alternative media, but we are media nonetheless. Now, have played huge roles in exposing awful people who have done heinous acts in the past, Uh, somebody we only refer to on this channel as E. I mean, Sean was a central, he doesn't get remembered as it, unfortunately, in all the articles about E and all that stuff. People need to know that Sean was one of the first people pushing it. And if he hadn't done, nobody would have been interested. I'm sorry, I know people think they would have, they would not, police would not have bothered. That's E, Bill Cosby, loads of other ones that we, we can think of. Uh, the police don't have the funds. They don't have the inclination. They're just a bunch of people sat around in an office. And suddenly they get a call saying, what's this? Channel 4 have made a documentary that's going to make us look stupid if we haven't? Won't, don't go and do anything. What's that? Sean Atwood's talking about it. Andrew Gold's talking about it. We're all talking about it. The media is hugely helpful. The point of the media, and I know this is naive, so don't say oh, what it's naive, but the point of the media is to hold the powerful and the elite to account. There are many problems with it. One of the problems being the powerful and the elite own the bloody media, right? That's a huge problem. But that is what the point of media is. And when we've got alternative media, we're not owned by anyone, Sean and I. We're just a couple of guys. I think we've got to be careful not to condemn someone, but it doesn't mean we can't raise awareness about the very serious nature of these crimes. It was four or five women in the initial report. The Daily Mail are reporting it as nine. I've since found uh, the, the the detective who um, caught Savile, well, after he had died, um, that detective says he's got another person. And by the way, just a bit of an, a, a sec- another subject, that detective says there are two other celebrities at the heart of all of this who have also been called out by many women who might have committed crimes as well. So we're going to keep watching that. Um, and I just got sent something as well. There were just years ago, it was a different culture, of course, but there was something involving Russell Brand and a masseuse. And this isn't even in the 10 or 11 that the Daily Mail and this detective are saying. This is a masseuse who tried to sue Brand years ago and who Brand admitted on the radio show, on his show, that he had exposed himself with, you know, his, his thing, you know, we have to be careful on YouTube, but it was, it was not soft uh and that he said can you finish me off you know so these are things we know he did because he's spoken about them so there are allegations and we have to take them seriously and also admit there might be some problems with them but there are also things we know he did they're not things that most people go about doing so i think trial by media be careful of it but i don't think it's quite as bad as you know we we have to do it to an extent otherwise because the alternative is media ignores when rich and powerful and elite people do bad things and that's no good either that happens in some countries and that shouldn't happen here
0: what about andrew the role of the media in rating and incentivizing this behavior by including channel 4 by publishing and encouraging and monetizing russell brand's misogynistic jokes and debaucherous behavior years ago what's your thoughts on that
1: yeah, well, they don't come out of this squeaky clean, especially with that documentary. Uh, those those people who are able to watch it, because obviously it's in England and everything. With the, uh, the 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 sorry, the Channel Four documentary, it paints two villains in that documentary, and one of them is Russell Brand, and one of them is the BBC, and that's very convenient for Channel Four, who because everybody in the UK remembers Russell Brand as being a Channel Four guy. Later, he did get into the radio and BBC and stuff like that. My memories of him was like E4, which is an offshoot of Channel 4, owned by Channel 4, and being on Channel 4 the whole time. And it's just this mad documentary where it's like, and then he did another terrible, terrible thing. And then the BBC promoted him again. And it's like, look how bad the BBC are. Channel 4 no way and then they had to say afterwards oh we've been a made we've been made aware that there've been some problems in channel 4 and russell brand and we're going to look into them now and it's like you've just done a four-year investigation just completely had a go at the bbc rightly so and left yourselves out of it and now you're going to do it we, we've been made aware who by yourselves lunatics so no they don't come out of it looking good at all uh as you say years of of laughing and enjoying his stuff and then we've got to look at ourselves Cause we found it funny. You've said you're a massive fan of his. I was a massive fan of his as well. This is a really complicated thing. I find him and, and by the way, I got I got absolutely slaughtered for this on my podcast, just saying I found I found and find him incredibly funny, incredibly intelligent. He's an amazing presenter and everybody just wants to be like the smartest person in the room and say oh yeah well he was a smart person for stupid people or whatever the guy was a like i have said this and i've got a slated for it but i don't mind i'm going to say it again i think the guy is close to being a, a modern day genius and i don't say that lightly and i think his whole act of having sort of a working class accent and then surprising people with his vocabulary by the way that's not me suggesting working class people shouldn't have good vocabularies that is that is i'm talking about the stereotype of it and he plays on that and i I think he's absolutely brilliant but i've got to be able to separate that from the alleged crimes
0: all right you're saying that there's 10 alleged crimes or 11. well i had a media lawyer on two nights ago at the very end of the conversation he dropped in that he was philip schofield's lawyer and i think 20 minutes in he dropped in this was live 20 minutes in he dropped in that one of his celebrity clients was about to make an allegation against Russell Brand. It's not in the media yet, and that's gonna come out in the next couple of days. So that takes it up to 11 or 12 from your total.
1: Yeah, yeah. you gotta remember with this guy, he was you know, being with 80 women a month by his own admission. This is not a normal person, Russell Brand. As I said, he's an exceptional person in every way. I mean, even how he dresses is exceptional. His hair is exceptional. Um, what he gets up to, his comedy, his humor, it is all very much exceptional. 80 a month. I mean, even if, I mean, most people in the chat, I don't know what they would think. I won't do like a put a one if, you know, but 80, even if you were able to, even if you were a man who was most single and looking and wanting, that's, that speaks of, I don't even know what that speaks of some sort of mania to to go that far. And, you know, how many allegations might there be if we already know he has this pattern of behavior and you're talking about nearly a thousand women a year?
0: And one of the staff members, I think it was on the Channel 4 documentary, said she was witnessing up to five a day. So if you average that over 10 years, you're looking at 10,000 plus women. But doesn't that mean that if they've looked over his entire life and only got found four out of 10,000, that it actually isn't a lot?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. That's a great question. And it's something that's coming up a lot on my channel as well. There are so many different ways of looking at this, and that's why you and I are trying to do this, and we're just getting slated by both sides. And that is a point, and it suggests, I suppose, if we're looking at the character, it suggests, you know, okay, maybe this isn't a character who's likely to do this, and that that sort of casts shade on the allegations. But the, the truth is, according to the law, you know, it only has to be one of that 10,000 that he treated in that way, and that's a criminal offence. So, similarly, like, you know, Fred West will have met 10,000 people over the years who he didn't murder. So he only actually did that to, you know, a, a quite a few of them. And you could probably interview loads of them who had pleasant interactions with him quite possibly. And it wouldn't be enough to prove that you didn't do bad stuff. Maybe Russell, for all we know, was a perfect gentleman, 999 times out of 1000. But when you sleep with 10,000, it means that, you know, that that, that, that 1% is unfortunately not very good
0: yeah and i watched the debate on pierce morgan last night and he had on two women who were really going at each other's throats but he also had a third woman on who had uh interacted let's say with russell brand and she said she had a pleasant experience it was all consensual but again that's extrapolating and it doesn't mean that someone who commits the r word would treat every woman the same now going back to what you said about the jokes and You know, looking at the the uh, excerpts they've chose for the Channel Four thing, and looking at all these clips that are getting reposted online, it does look thoroughly disgusting to us, and it is misogynistic, and we're not doubting any of that. But in that era, he was getting rewarded for it, wasn't he? And he was getting encouraged, and he wasn't the only one that was doing it. Like Jen today showed me some stuff that Britney Spears. Um, that famous singer that was married to her, that he, things he'd said about her that he totally couldn't get away with saying in this day and age. So do you think also it's because moral relativism has shifted so dramatically in such a fast period of time that that's playing a role in this, what's going on with yeah. Brand as well?
1: What was it Brand said the stuff about Britney Spears?
0: No, no. Her ex-husband? Kevin that, Federline. Justin,
1: the, oh, the Timberlake.
0: Kid, Timberlake, he, was, he said um, really disgusting things about taking her virginity, uh, sexual things, and he was yeah. going on talk shows and just saying this and he was getting rewarded for it and applauded for it. it. It's like the times have changed so much. I imagine Russell looks back on things he said and wishes he could scrub them from the internet because his life has changed so dramatically and drastically and he's evolved and matured. But yeah. was a time when this stuff was getting applauded and rewarded and it's um it's strange how it's been turned on its head but i understand how it has
1: i think it's um yeah even as you speak because of the last few days of like all the hate mail and stuff i'm already hearing responses to that and (laughs) i'm hearing people going well doesn't make it all right does it and i think that is a a failure to understand the nuance in what you're saying because you're you, you at no, no point did you say it, it makes it all right. Um, and it also fails to understand essentially what it is to be human. And I think, I think people find that really hard to understand and don't want to admit to themselves that morality is, to an extent, relative. I think we've got things like murder and that R word that we can't say on here that Russell is accused of doing, that we maybe know intrinsically are extremely bad things to do, although I'm sure there are cultures that don't consider it as such. So it is subjective, and it is relative. And that change has been drastic. That's what people don't realise, but you can look at stuff from like five years ago, four years ago, it's 2023 now, and we think, oh, that Russell Brand stuff was all 2003, stuff just like five years ago. I see stuff now, I'm like, oh my God, TV programmes and stuff like that. And some of it's changed for what I would call the better, but it's all relative, and and some of it I think has changed for the worse and has enabled all sorts of censorship around things that used to be funny. Um, so Russell Brands, with the humour and stuff, now it looks really, really bad, but I just think, Ultimately, it's always been bad to do that R word, Uh, and some of those descriptions are really scary. And especially around the way that his eyes tend to glaze over. Uh, uh, Two or three of the women talked about his eyes glazing over, just turning black, and there was nothing inside. And that's a very scary thing, to be in a, a big guy in a room with you like that. I can't imagine how scary that must have been. And I had a woman um who I, I put on the channel uh vintage Read Books or something like that read vintage Books, uh, and she had read his bookie work as well, and maybe you might remember this this bit from it, but apparently he used to not be very nice to his dog when he was a kid he would he would get it to come up the stairs and then kick it down the stairs and do these and sort of then cuddle it. And then not cuddle it and kick it again, just to see what what might happen uh, a similar thing with I think it was gerbils or hamsters where he you know and then the cage just fell on them and and killed them all and weird treatment and a lot of people responded to that in the comments saying, "Oh, come on, he was a kid, you know, but we know." Sean and I know definitely from interviewing people about psychopathy and sociopathy, time and time again. One of the major red flags is cruelty to animals from a young age. Because most people, most people in the chat, no matter what political spectrum you're on, you probably were not cruel and don't enjoy, enjoy the idea of being cruel to animals as children. So when you combine that, look, none of these things are illegal. It's not illegal to sort of push your dog and stuff like that. Um, it's not illegal to have eyes that are weird and, and scary, but it starts to paint a picture of a man who, who might be on the spectrum, at least, of
0: sociopathy. Indeed. But is there the possibility that when the journalists were talking to these uh, people who have made the allegations, they could have said something like, did his eyes glaze over?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. That's it's look. It's it's all possible, and it's so, it's so hard with media because you just we get let let down time and time again by shoddy media, really bad stuff. There was something, for example, that was pointed out by that umbrella guy who I think is a really good YouTuber, and he looks into the the nitty gritty of all these things. And one of the things was that the Times report, which was the main thing, that was before the Channel Four documentary, uh, the Times report. Um, and it's really long and really in-depth. And they've obviously put years of thought into this and tried to do it really well. And there was one bit where they showed a graphic that was like the text messages between Russell and this woman. And this went around the internet. So some of you might have seen this, but it had clearly been edited and like cut together from different, you know, not clearly, but if you zoomed in, you could see that. And the umbrella guy was going, like, Look, what, you know, he's got an American accent. He's going, What, what is this? <laughs> What's going on um, here? You know, he's got a, he's got like a, a southern accent. So he's like, I do declare that this is not a good uh, <laughs> screenshot. Um, and it's true. And the thing, is i then went and had a look and it does say underneath graphic by the times and sunday times the implication being they made the graphic but they were nowhere near clear enough about that and if so they needed to tell us this picture is actually a few of the different messages pieced together And it doesn't tell the whole story. The reason we did it is, I don't know, brevity. We don't want such a long message. Or maybe there was some revealing information about his house or her house or where they live. So we've had to do that. Apologies for us. We can publish the full thing somewhere else or whatever, but they failed to do it. And that is basic journalism. I've made documentaries and I've put things together and I think, oh, we we need to make sure that the public know exactly what this is. And they failed. So there's that. There's what you've just said. They could be leading with and what and how were those eyes again? Were they a bit glazed? There are all sorts of problems and all sorts of reasons to cast um, aspersions, if that's the right word. But I mean. It's an impossible position, isn't it? Because we're in a position where we're going, if you don't believe these women, you're just adding to all the trouble that we had with Savile when no one believed them and these kinds of things. But if you do, you're going like if if you do say you believe them, then you're saying, right, well, we don't believe him and even though I wasn't there, you know,
0: it's just it's just very difficult and you get shouted at either either way, really. So yeah. That umbrella guy has had another revelation. He just posted a video an hour ago and we did have him on yesterday speaking about what you're talking about the And if they are copying and pasting, taking out bits, and that that adds to the suspicion um, from my end, definitely. So viewers, we're live with Andrew Gold. Check out his channel. Link is at the top of the description box. Please subscribe. And we're talking about the Russell Brand latest news. If you've got a question, please put it in the chat. And First question is from Ron M. What are the police saying on the matter? So we've mentioned 10, 11, 12 possible allegations. Are, how many of them have been reported to the police? Andrew, are you aware? I'm not. I'm not
1: aware of exactly how many have reported to the police, but I know police are investigating. Uh, Scotland Yard are very much involved. I've been told that in LA, the I don't know if it's a district attorney is that who gets involved in prosecuting. I've ju- I, do, I, don't, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Someone even gave me their name, and I can't remember who it was because uh, it was a name I didn't recognise. Don't know much about American uh, politics and things, but you know, things are in action. The problem is sometimes these things take months to get going. The Dan Woodson stuff suddenly went very quiet. Schofield um, and um, Hugh Edwards, I think they decided not to prosecute. There wasn't really enough to go on. So these things can take a long time. Uh, We know that police are speaking with people and they are calling for more to come forward. It was that guy who did uh, Savile who caught Savile. He's the guy who's saying like, hey, more people come forward. People are speaking with us at the moment. So this is right now a matter for police. And that's scary, you know, uh, and, and necessary. It's necessary, I think, um, and it might put to bed a lot of you know, people who cast doubt on these things. It might lead to a huge trial. I thought at the beginning of this, Russell is pretty well protected. And there is a bit of a conspiracy theory that's maybe from a centrist perspective, because we always talk about conspiracies on the left and the right. The centrist one is that Russell knew this was coming for quite some time. All the British comedian scene were speaking out about him, um, This was only a matter of time with the Me Too stuff going on until Russell get caught. And so he fostered a very anti-mainstream YouTube audience and apparently has even been saying things like, you know, if I ever get caught for this kind of thing, don't believe them, that he has basically been, and it's that G word that we use in relation to uh, cutting hair and what monkeys do to one another, that he has been doing that to an audience so that they are prepared, for when this happens, to defend him. And of course, anyone listening to this who thinks that's not the case, well, of course you don't, because nobody wants to feel like they've been duped by him. But let me tell you this, I was duped by him, this is my opinion, and I think Sean was duped by him. And why wouldn't you be? Most people are honest and we believe them. I could be wrong about all of this, don't get me wrong, and I will. Ha- I, swear, I swear to you, if that gets proven, I will come on and apologise profusely to Mr Brand. You know, I can admit when I'm wrong, but we've got to sometimes stick our necks out on this show.
0: What about, Andrew, and it, this ties into the next question. Uh, Hegos wants to know where we stand. Uh, are you saying he's guilty? What about, you know, we've seen from his own behavior where he's touchy-feely with women in public, which is could be classified as a crime. We've seen his misogynistic jokes, which could be classified as some kind of hate speech, which is a crime yeah. in the modern day. We're not denying any of that. But, you know, when I was growing up, my impression of what the R word person was, was someone who, like, a woman parks a car at night, she gets out, and some guy comes up behind her and, like, puts a knife to her throat and forces himself upon her. Do you think he's crossed the line into full on R, or is just, the evidence is just that he's done a a load of other horrible things, this is totally disrespectful to women, but It hasn't quite crossed the line into R. Hmm.
1: Well, that's, unfortunately, we just don't know, do we? We don't know. I think that's why I am coming down a bit hard on him is that we do know there's enough stuff that's really immoral. I go back to that, you know, how he was to animals as a child, but also just the way he treated people, the the, the conversation with Savile where he offered up his assistant. And I've just got, you know, I get people in the chat when I mention that just going like, oh, come on. He, he, it was a, clearly a joke. And it's like, yeah, but it's not a great joke if it's your sister who's being offered up to the worst person of all time. You know, I even had to have people take an issue with that. Oh, he wasn't the worst of all time. Don't you know about this other person? And it's like, no, this guy, I don't wanna say his name too many times in case he gets uh, in trouble or whatever, but the horrible blonde Yorkshire TV presenter is one of the most horrible people in, in ever. Russell Brand likely knew that because people around the BBC knew that. And he's sitting there Offering up his assistant as if he can always do that, uh, talking about her naked to him. I'm telling you what—that's my sister, that's my mum, or whatever. I would be livid. He also, we know, got his thing out in front of a minor during a radio show to, you know, to urinate or something in front of everyone. That's one of the things he's done. Now, I agree a hundred percent with what you're what you're saying. I think that a different time, they did have the shock jocks and Howard Stern in America is the closest thing to it. And we all sat there laughing, you're right. We all laughed, we all encouraged it, or most of us did. So we take a lot of this responsibility as well. We have to, but I know enough that, you know, there's so much more than what I'm just saying now. If you try and think about the whole documentary, all the things coming forward, the fact that the BBC had to only hire men because they knew what he would be like with the women, it's enough, really, that, you know, do we want to be a society that only talks about the law? You know, with the Hugh Edwards case, everyone was like, uh, I just kept getting this from people. Um, oh, well, it doesn't matter if he was exchanging photos with a 17-year-old. The law is 16, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, is that what kind of, what kind of person are you that you only care about the law? I mean, this is a a guy in his 60s who is representing the BBC, uh, who announced the death of the Queen, who has done countless important, amazing things for the BBC, who is sending those kinds of photos to a 17-year-old who is in high school. If that's my little sister or brother and is a 60-year-old man, or or a 40-year-old, or a 30-year-old and 16... So there are things, we have to remember this, and we tend to use that to suit us, if it's, um, if it's someone we don't like, we just say, oh, immoral, terrible, I hate that person. If it's someone we like, though, we go, well, no laws were broken. And it's like, come on, there's, it's more complex than that. It's not just about laws. So those four or five women, uh, one of them who got a kit done with DNA and frozen, that sounds pretty serious to me. But even if you forget that stuff, there's enough that we 100% know that we have witnessed him do that now in today's light we look at and go, Phew, oh, that's I'm not comfortable with that. So that's how, that's how I feel. I mean, how do you feel about that?
0: So looking at the Savile thing, both sides of it, I think it was Friedrich Nietzsche said, there's a grain of truth in every joke. Mm. On the other side of it, we've got, it was six years later when he, it came out that what Savile had done. So I imagine if he knew, he wouldn't have said something like that. Maybe
1: a lot of them at the BBC did know, though. I'd be, I mean, I was surprised if he didn't know that.
0: It's a difficult one. That. Yeah, there is that as well because Johnny Rotten knew, didn't he? Yeah, well, Louis Theroux sort of knew. So, Wise Angel, thanks for the super chat question. Isn't one alleged victim also the main Channel 4 reporter? I don't know if that's the case. I know that she works for Channel 4. And I don't know if she was involved in the investigation and hmm. the production of this I imagine that there would have been some kind of legal wall to prohibit her from being a reporter on it as well surely I actually
1: I, do, I really don't know I I yeah I'm not sure about that but I mean that's that's another point is that so so many people men and women who worked with him are calling him out now look I mean I'm the same as you Sean, and I'm the same as a lot of the the viewers in that I love uh, Russell Brand's comedy I've been I've, again slated for saying that which is ridiculous on the other side like why can't I say that and I, I think that actually makes my point even more valid that the crimes he did that I think he did the crimes the crimes he's alleged to have done um, unfortunately are very very serious even though I like his some of his comedy and some of his acts um, but it is a point that countless people who have worked with him are coming out to say this was an awful experience. Obviously, Catherine Ryan is a a prominent one. And Daniel Sloss, who I think is great. I've seen him on uh, uh, Chris Williamson's podcast. He's really good. He doesn't strike me as somebody who's overly, you know, concern, you know, overly sensitive or anything like that, just saying, look, this was an open secret. We all know there are WhatsApp chats that all the female comics have together to talk about Russell. And that has been going on for years. So how long are we supposed to sit there with our fingers in our ears and say, oh yeah, but the oh it's the corporations? Yes, it is. Of course it's the corporations. They're loving this. But it also happens to be true of this of this particular case.
0: Right, A question from Kaz. Do you believe this is possibly the powers that B wanted him taken down and these victims are for real, not either or both?
1: Yeah, that's it. You, you, it can be it can be both, and I think it is in this case. I think that's really hard for us to get our heads around. We live in narratives of like the good and the bad. These are the good guys, are the bad guys, the bad guys are the corporations, so Russell Brand, who's against the corporations, must be the good guys. The reality we know from history countless times how many revolutionaries over the years have turned out to be just the most awful people the whole point of them the Che Guevara's and the the Mao and all these people they're supposed to be coming in to get rid of what was awful before and they talk against it but anyone who really pops their head above the parapet to that extent tends to have some sort of I don't know, some sort of personality thing going on. It is more than possible, and I think people are failing to grasp this, that Russell Brand did these things, and at the same time, the mainstream media are delighted that they get to put him in trouble now and get rid of him because he's a huge danger to them. He's a danger to the companies you know, that he speaks out against, but he's a danger to TV as well because no one's watching TV, more people are watching Russell Brand. And I'll tell you what, I think I overestimated how powerful Russell was because I came out, the first thing I said was, look, unless he goes to prison or something, which I don't think is that likely, unless they can really get a, a case together, I don't know, maybe it will happen. He is not going anywhere. He's got his YouTube, he's got more fans on there than the BBC has. He's got more Rumble and all that. But a few days later, YouTube has already demonetized him. That's gone already. Six million subscribers for nothing. What's the point? You can't, you can't earn a living that way. Rumble, stock just dropped by like 15% just in one day. So how much are they gonna continue paying him to remain the face of the organization that he is single-handedly helping to nosedive? Um, He's been dropped by about five different businesses just today. Like, loads of sponsors. And by the way, those of you who do think he is like a beacon of anti-mainstream, I would just say have a look at some of the companies that have just dropped him who have been supporting him and sponsoring him for years. This is a guy who was in Minions like a year ago as well. He's in quite mainstream films, mainstream – he was big Hollywood star, and he's had big mainstream sponsors with him. So he can't be that anti-mainstream. But, you know, he is, and it is in the interest of a lot of this. – I'm trying to come down both sides here. It is in their interest to come down hard on him – but it looks like he also did the things.
0: And Joe Spring has got a pertinent comment here, if I can get you, you to respond to this. I don't think it's okay to take somebody's channels and income until they're proven guilty. Yeah, that I mean, that
1: that is a point, that is a point, and it's a really, really complicated one, and it reminds me a bit of the Trudeau situation in Canada, which I thought was just one of the worst examples of uh, um, impinging upon civil liberties that I've seen in recent years. Um, I, I couldn't have disagreed more with the people who were protesting. But what, you know, that's when free speech, that's when the right to protest is most important. It's very easy to defend people that you agree with. What it takes guts and it takes courage to defend the people you most vehemently disagree with, even if they're causing carnage in some sense. So, for when, when he froze their bank accounts, I just thought like, that's that's really scary. And this is not too dissimilar. We've got a guy who, okay, trial by media. Like I said, I don't think there's as much of a problem as other people do with this trial by media. I think we do need to use the media to expose the things he's done, but it has to hold up in a court of law, as you say, for things like him being dropped uh, and not able to earn money. Now, a sponsor can drop him because at the end of the day, you only sponsor someone because you want to be associated with them. And if you decide at some point, I don't want to be associated with him. Well, Especially right now, it's not a good idea for that company. They shouldn't be forced to be associated with him. YouTube, on the other hand, well, they're not—you know—they're not sponsoring him. He's working on their platform. He's using their free platform that we're all allowed to use to earn a profit. And the things he's been saying should weren't being demonetized. So I do think they've overstepped the mark a little bit um, without having a legal proof that he did the things, I think they would need that. And even at that point, what what is this rule? I mean, I'd have to check the YouTube rules, but is there a rule in there that you, if you're in prison or whatever, you can't have a YouTube channel? Um, one of the words they used in the, I was looking at that YouTube statement, and they said that Russell Brand doesn't fit with the ecosystem of YouTube. And I thought, that's a really creepy word to use, ecosystem. And I think they wanted to pull one over, pull the wool over eyes there. And sometimes, you know, this is what this woman said about Russell with regards to the dogs and things. She said, if somebody shows you who they are, believe them. If they tell you who they are, really believe them. And I think YouTube in this case, if they tell you who they are, believe them. They think this is an ecosystem and an ecosystem implies there are people at the top who are that P words that we can't use. And there are people at the bottom, which is you know pray as if you're praying. And obviously in this idea that YouTube has in this concept, YouTube is at the top and us creators are somewhere down here, and the viewers are at the bottom, or we're some, in some sort of symbiotic relationship at the bottom. They made it very clear how they feel about us and where they fit in. And I thought that is, that's why it's not surprising that they did that to Brand. although I was surprised.
0: Well said. We've got, um, let's have a look. Didn't Channel 4 state they did not verify any of the allegations contained in the documentary? Why are we then taking any of it at face value? Did, did, is that correct?
1: No, that's what the umbrella guy had as well. Again, I'm a big fan of his, I think he's wonderful, and I don't entirely agree with what, what was said. I might be wrong about this though, I might be wrong about everything I'm saying by the way, and I think that's why it's it's what I was saying before, Like I, I watch people on TV who I disagree with all the time, I don't get angry, I just feel like, ah, oh, that's what they think is it, that's really interesting. And I suppose that what that's what makes people like us want to be journalists and things. I know that most of the audience are that way anyway, but some are just very, very angry. Um, so I saw that Umbrella Guys thing and I think, oh, he's coming down on a different side to me. Isn't that interesting? And that's it. Um, the Channel 4 thing, thing—they this is what I was saying before. It's not that they didn't investigate the women who have come forward. That's been years in the making. And The Times as well have collaborated with them. And they've said no stone has been left unturned. They have said we did everything to make sure that these stories are right if they prove to be wrong, they are going to be sued out of their bottoms. It's going to be outrageous. Uh, And that could happen, but, uh, you know. Uh, What they said that they didn't investigate was themselves. Um, That's why the documentary so heavily features the BBC and why it so heavily features Russell Brand. And then people afterwards were like, uh it's what i said before that channel four were then like huh it appears a documentary p- we put out about this devilish person who did these awful things at the bbc also worked for us i wonder if we should investigate things that happen here so rather than this being like a, a get out of free get out free card for Russell Brand, as I think that umbrella guy was suggesting, which is like, see, they haven't even got, I think this is actually worse for him because the implication here is that there's actually more, we've only heard, most of the stuff we've heard has come from the BBC and his career in America and different places. We haven't even gotten to all the stuff that he did at Channel 4 because Channel 4 couldn't be bothered to investigate because it makes them look bad. Now that they are going to investigate, more might come out.
0: Excellent point again. Right, we've only got 20 minutes left and I wanted to pick your brains about you know, what you've been g- g- gleaning from your guests. Nate, the lawyer you had on, what was the main takeaways from him?
1: Yeah, it was very similar to what we've been saying, to be honest. I like Nate, he's really good. Um, and he's been getting, yeah, hate mail as well. I think whatever side you come down on, if you're gonna be a YouTuber now, today, you've gotta to have thick skin. And he said he's been doing it for years and to not bother listening because it's the 99% of people love what you do. And there's one percent who just get angry. So he was just talking a lot about that, and he just made the point that because I think at that point we were talking a lot about the um, um, the messages and whether they had been faked or anything like that. And here's again, we like to believe there's a conspiracy, and there often are conspiracies, right? But a British TV company is probably not how I imagine an American one. It's not how I imagine like these big conspiracy people who exist in like this. Bill Gates, World, I don't even know. Um, an English TV company, I've been to them. It's really boring offices filled with really boring people. Like I've met them. I've had meetings with them. They are just boring. And I, they are not sitting there, I can promise you, going, hmm, should we fake these messages from a woman and catch Russell Brand? Now, the only conspiracy could be there is if the women had faked them and sent them to Channel 4 and The Times and the times and channel 4 hadn't properly checked them but if that umbrella guy can see it in 5 minutes you would think that channel 4 and the times would have done as well i do wonder because the the text messages were from like 15 years ago and you're like or 11 years ago how does she still have that but, but i think she took screenshots at the time because it was such an upsetting thing for her uh, and then wasn't maybe going to say anything so anyway that's what we talked about with Nate and Nate's Nate said look obviously nothing's 100% ever and it is possible that they've gotten this wrong. Well, if they do, if they got this wrong, they have said on many occasions, we investigated this as as, as as well as we can. We've done everything we can to scrutinize it, blah, blah, blah. If it turns out they're wrong, even if it wasn't them who faked it, they would be sued for millions and millions by Russell Brand. So that is a possibility going forward that that's what happens. Um, we don't know. But, yeah.
0: which leads to my next question because philip schofield's lawyer two nights ago told us that yes russell can sue for millions but because he did the eight day notice thing and he quoted some law he can't possibly win because they've shielded themselves because it's in public mm-hmm. interest and they can say whatever they want and they're not liable
1: i, pro- I probably i don't know the law really but i i i I would imagine that it depends on what exactly. I I think I know what he's talking about. It might have been the right of reply. You know, you give someone a right of reply. When I did my documentary about an exorcist, we had to send him a page of about 10 bullet points, and here are the things that are basically accusations in our documentary, when it's a big serious thing like this, uh, not that mine wasn't, but I mean we're talking about a huge thing, often the media will actually turn up at their house and do this and say like, hello, which is not a nice, you know, door knock to get and you open it and it's like, by the way, we're about to ruin your your life in a few days, what do you say to these things? But similarly, it's not a nice phone call to get or a message or an email to get. It appears that he declined to use his chance of right of reply, he instead did it on his YouTube channel. I think part of that is to prove a point. I'm bigger than you guys, I can actually get more views from this. Uh, also because, um, he he knows he can get people on side that way. Um, but I think in this particular case, if they had just if it was an outright lie, like an actual lie, like we did this, but we faked them, I, I would have to have that lawyer back on. But if we put that to him, I bet he'd say, No, no, well, if in that case he could sue for millions, if they faked. The message... That's what Nate said anyway. If they faked them, this could be millions.
0: We're with Andrew Gold. Please check out his channel. Link is at the top of the description box. If you've got any questions, put them in the chat right now. We're running into our last 15 minutes. So, in the last couple of days, Andrew, as you've examined this case, what have been the most surprising revelations to you? Most surprising?
1: The most surprising... Uh, I think um I think the relationship with the 16-year-old I think is a surprise. I think all of this is a surprise to be honest because I knew that he was a bit of a, you know, he, he on the edge so to speak, you know. Uh I didn't know that he date someone for 16 16-year-old and call her like the baby to everybody in, in, in on the radio. I think maybe the biggest surprise is actually looking back at, like you say, the moral relativism, looking back at some of the things he would say on radio, the things that he did to people, the horrible positions he put people in, constantly talking about undressing news reporters uh, who who were there in the radio studio who were clearly uncomfortable. And this is maybe about ourselves, that we just sat there and found it vaguely funny. And I think that's maybe the most surprising thing.
0: Okay, so when I watch the show and you hear the alleged victims say these things, it hits you in the guts and you're absolutely disgusted and it's monstrous and if anyone has committed that kind of behavior, they deserve to be punished fully in court. So I thought, you know, this is going to divide the world because he's that famous and I imagine a lot of people are going to unsubscribe from his channel over this. So I went on Social Blade. I've been on Social Blade the last couple of days and what I observed was... He gained 10,000 subscribers after the Channel 4 show, and then he gained another 10,000 on the Sunday. What do you make of that? How much does he usually gain in a typical day? Oh, I don't know. He's up at like 6.2 million, so... It's probably 10,000. It's quite standard. So standard standard days for him. But, but wouldn't you think a load would have unsubscribed off the back of that show?
1: Maybe. I think what what's going to happen then is, I guess... Firstly, we, we can't ever underestimate you know the, the social bubbles we all end up in. And if you're a fan of Russell's and he's told you the day before, and if he has primed people for years, like, this is coming, when it does, stick by me, you can see how people would make a big extra effort. And the way YouTube's algorithm works, maybe his big hardcore fans have just hit like more often than usual, commented more than usual, watched more than usual, spread his stuff out so more people are clicking and subscribing. There's also probably a lot of people subscribing now because... Uh, When you subscribe to someone, it's not always public. Uh, You can make it so it's private who you subscribe to. One of the points I've made on on the channel, when I've been speaking to people, I have to try and speak to people, it tends to be on the left and the right, the left are saying he did these things, and the right, that's very, very rough. It's very rough, but, and on the right, they're saying, you know, how, how dare you, you know, Russell, I believe Russell, or, or whatever. When I speak to those people, I say to them, like, you know, firstly, you need to remember, it's, it's, it's not your fault what he's done. Sean and I loved him as well, and he's done his. It's not. We don't blame ourselves. We didn't. We didn't know. But the other thing is, and this is a really controversial point that I think that I'm trying to make. And people aren't going to like me for saying it. But I don't. I'm just past the point of caring at this point. Um, you you are allowed to still enjoy uh, the work of an awful person, even if whether he's awful or not. And I'm just saying in theories. It could be. Doesn't have to be Russell. Just and someone who's done awful things. You can still enjoy that. In fact, you are allowed to still like them. And to even love them, and you're allowed to not care about the things they've done, now, it might be that some people in this comment or whatever or in the in the YouTube or some of our fans really don't care that he did these things, like they go, "Oh maybe he did it, I don't really care, and that's okay. I'm not here to judge you that's not my I'm not here to make other people care about things I care about or that you care about. And in the privacy of their own homes, people are very, very different to how they are in real life. I'm writing a book about it. Could take it to the grave. It's not out till next year. So I'm not doing. Like a, I'm not trying to promote it now, except to say it's about secrecy and it's about how different we are at home, the real us, to how we are in public, and we act completely differently, and that causes a rift in the public perception and the real us. And that's very difficult because we see everybody on Instagram living it up. They all seem to be wonderful, great people with amazing morals and they're all telling us how wonderful they are. And actually we're not always that wonderful and we do bad things and we think bad things and we shouldn't always feel so much shame about it. So some people will be, absolutely turned off by what Russell's done, and unfollow him. Some people will be there like watching like a car crash, and some people go, you know what, I've heard the news, don't really care, gonna keep watching, no one can see. Now, what would be an interesting experiment is that if everybody had to go into work and say like, these are the people I subscribe to, and then how many would have unsubscribed to Russell Brand? It might've been different. One last point on that is, I've been thinking about getting his bookie work just to you know read it and understand the man better. And then I'm thinking, am I now supporting this man? He'll be getting money from that, is, and maybe that's okay. So I bet a lot of people, are, I bet if you looked at his bookie work, the stats in the last couple of days would also be going up. And a lot of people are journalists and things who are following him. No, you know, They want to know what's, what his next video is going to be. So it's a mix of things.
0: So the next question is touching on moral relativism again. Hasn't it become a crime for a bloke to wolf whistle woman now? I'd like to add to that, Andrew. Do you think that it's gone too far and the pendulum will swing back that there are mm. there's too much censorship now
1: Censorship yeah yeah we tend to overcorrect don't we? I mean, we we do that as humans all the time. We're just not that nuanced. We're not that smart, particularly in tribes. You see this in sports all the time. I don't know what sport people might like who are watching this program, but you see a coach get fired and then you see they hire a coach with a completely different style. It's always the complete opposite. You see it with how they try to correct the sports. We've got a thing called VAR in the UK where the cameras get involved and watch everything. And the first two or three years, they overcorrect. And so suddenly everything's using these kinds technologies we do that in every facet of human life and we tend to it tends to go in periods i've heard quentin uh, tarantino talk about this as well that uh there are loads of times where we've had like 10 15 years of being not very censored uh with movies and all sorts of amazing art and movies come out in those times and then you get another 10 15 years where there's a response to that often it's related to generations and parents and kids we don't want to think of it that way. We think of it as this bigger thing of like a huge dynamic around the world. Really, it's kids growing up and finding their parents disgusting or stupid or whatever and going, I'm not going to be like them. It's an 18-year-old going to university going, gosh, my my dad smokes and drinks and thinks all these things are funny. I'm much more mature than that. I'm going to censor all these things. That's bad. Well, their kids are going to go, God, my dad was such a fuddy-duddy. I'm going to go out and go mad and run around, you know, and the generations tend to go that way. So yes, censorship, I think, has certainly gone that way we've also got the internet we've got public shaming going on there are all sorts of reasons and human biological like biological evolutionary evolutionary biological reasons to to all sort of jump on one person when they've done something wrong wolf whistling in a street i don't know I, like, loads and loads of women i've spoken to have said it makes them deeply uncomfortable it happened to me like twice in my life and it re- i really didn't like it because i was just like just Get away. I don't, ugh. Ugh. You know, other people will have different opinions. What do you think, Sean? Are you, are you wolf whistling?
0: Well, women and kids are the ones who need the most protection by the law and everyone should be respectful to women and kids, especially, as well as your fellow human beings. But what we see in the justice system is the criminals who play on women and kids, they get slaps on the wrist. It's absolutely pathetic and people who are doing crimes that I think are less serious than the people who prey on kids attracted to kids, that kind of thing in particular, you see these priests come in with their fancy lawyers and get probation. They've oh. got hundreds of victims. It absolutely makes me sick. So yes, yeah, so I'm all for laws being in place to make people respect and protect women and kids. But with censorship issues, I think it has gone too far, the political correctness, the way we can't even say certain things on certain platforms. It's like we're we're walking across a minefield. So some of that, hopefully, with Elon taking over Twitter, with the alternative of Rumble and things like that, hopefully these are avenues we can go down. Locals, these are avenues we can go down so we don't have to sit here semi-tongue-tied. All right, so (laughs) the next question is, I'm not a fan of Russell, but I'm not buying into these accusations. For anonymous women portrayed by actresses, is so manipulative. So, Andrew, let me ask you this then. So, conventionally, if a crime has been committed against a person, that person goes to the police, and there's an investigation, and it goes from there. But here we've got, my understanding is, journalists have poured over his past life and approached these people, and that is the chain of events that's led to these accusations. Does that give the case less weight than if these women had just gone to the police and done it the conventional way
1: i think um okay so imagine if these journalists had done that in 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 order to catch not russell brown imagine a different scenario they've done it to catch those people we can't mention by name who do go after kids now i think we would be hard pressed to find a single viewer in here who would not think? Who would say that's bad? All oh, those bad journalists—they just went to f- snoop around and f- and find out. Those kids weren't going to go to authorities because they would have had their names dragged through the press. They wouldn't have wanted their lives. That every time you apply for a job, you're like, "Oh, you're that kid who came forward about the guy." Okay, you know, they don't want to come forward. So every time a kid did that, you know. So so I think most of us would agree that we'd go, "Well done, journalists!" Instead of going, "Oh, look at those. Oh, trial by media. They're just trying to find bad stuff." Now. Those crimes against kids might not be as bad as crimes against uh, women in many people's minds, but it depends. Do you think what Russell's done is a horrible crime? And I think if you do, you're going to say, well, good thing that those journalists did their job and went and found it, just as we would be saying if it was a crime against kids of any nature. Um, If you don't think that the crimes that... Uh, well, you might not think they happened at all, but if you don't think that they were that bad or, or or whatever, you might say, oh gosh, why are these journalists snooping around? What's the point? They're wasting people's time. They're just trying to catch people out for minor misdemeanors. So how seriously you take the alleged crimes has a huge um, effect, I think, on whether you think it was right for the journalists to pursue this story.
0: Yeah, and especially with the pea hunters, they yeah. are using all of their resources to do what should be the absolute priority of the police so you know god bless them all right nymph of seven to andrew why do you think he most likely did these things just because he didn't behave in a political correct or playboy like way
1: why do you think the the most likely that russell did them yeah what do you what do you understand the question to mean
0: um okay so she's saying because you're leaning towards you know um disapproving of his his behavior she's saying that why do you think he's like that when this person thinks he just wasn't behaving in a, in a politically correct way hmm.
1: yeah i don't know i don't i don't know look at the end of the day if all these stories had come forward right if the, if the if the channel 4 thing and the uh, times and there wasn't anything illegal in it and it was just a takedown piece, a hit piece. And I'm sure Russell's had them before, by the way. Most celebrities have done. I think we'd have already forgotten about it. I I really think that. So I don't think this is about politically correct and Playboy. Now that we have five, or we're hearing 10, 11, 12 criminal complaints about the man, we do take his character into consideration. I think that's pretty normal. How many, I mean, Sean made a four hour documentary about Savile. It wasn't just every single minute; just about a lot of it. It was about his behavior, about how he was hiding in plain sight, things like that. The politically correct thing—I totally agree with you. I don't want, I certainly, don't want my comedians to be politically correct. I think that's the least funny thing on earth. The whole point of a comedian, like I was saying before about the media, the whole point of the media is to hold the rich and powerful to elite, uh, rich and powerful to account. Uh, The same thing goes for comedians. That for years they they were the jesters who would who would do that. They were the only people allowed to sort of speak to the king that way. Often, if you know, hopefully, won't lose their heads. So, the last thing I want is Russell Brand to be politically correct. And I would just say, probably my favorite comedian of all time is Ricky Gervais. I'm just I just find him. I just love I love that man. and he says awful things that are politically correct, that raise questions about today's morals and the, the civility, the civil rules that we all have together, the rules of civility, um, because they are ridiculous, and they are arbitrary, and they are moral, morally relative. So I do not want him to be politically correct. What I'm concerned about is the now 12 women, potentially more and more coming through every day, who believe that they were violently and physically attacked.
0: Well said. All right, we have got Jason Horsey coming on at eight um, in a video titled "Is Russell Brand Controlled Opposition?" I've seen in the chat many of you asking me to get Steeples on to talk about Russell Brand. Um, please contact Steeples and ask him to come on because he does respond to viewer demands. I'll send him a text in a minute. Also, please check out He's Andrew Gold's drunk. channel. <laughs> Andrew Gold's channel. He is. The link is in the description box at the top of the video. And what have people got to look forward to in the next couple of days on your channel, Andrew?
1: You know what they could do? Because I know a lot. I'm not supposed to say this. I don't even know. Actually, I am. Go to on my locals page, AndrewGold.locals.com. You can go and watch that documentary because I know you know you, you can that it is there, but you got you got to sign up. But you can use a, a code called YouTube30 uh, for a free first month. So then you can you can watch that. But loads, I've got all the stuff I'm not supposed to say is on locals. Obviously, Sean's got a brilliant locals over there as well. And uh, YouTube, well, we're just covering brands so much at the moment. But I've done a few things on UFOs. We had Dr. Avi Loeb on the other day to talk about um, that he thinks aliens have visited us. And and I've got Andrew Lowney next week. We did an in-person oh, interview. Yeah, about Mount Batten and Sweet. uh Andrew and all the horrible things that they were getting up to. So yeah. Another
0: another subject then. Banned from talking about. Thank you, viewers, for all your questions. It's been great. Much love and respect. Wherever you are in the world, let's all treat other kindly and not be at each other.